Welcome back to another episode of The Hunting Photographer. Today I'm sitting down and talking with Stephen Drake, and we're talking about Diverge 8. Uh, Diverge 8, it's a photo contest that Sika Gear has been putting on for eight years. And it's been an awesome photo contest that's pushed the trajectory of hunting photography in the right direction to show more of the experience and kind of the total view of what hunting actually is and not just a kill shot or a trophy photo. And so we talk about the beginnings of Diverge and then jump into harvest photos and what those would encompass, which would be, you know, your trophy shot, hunter first walking up on a bull, buck, antelope, whatever it is, and then breaking it down, packing it out and bringing it full circle and actually eating what you harvest. And so that's kind of what our podcast today will be about. So let's jump in. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, jumping into another podcast here. I got the Stephen Drake with me again. Uh, yeah, we just got done actually shooting a little video to help uh, promote and explain the Diverge photo contest that Sika Gear puts on. They've been doing this. This is year eight. And Drake, he's kind of been around since its inception. He was part of the initial group of people that came up with the idea and launched Diverge. And so... Um, how has that journey been? I mean, what explain to me kind of a little bit of, of where Diverge started and what you think the goal of it's been and just talk to us a little bit about Diverge. Yeah, for sure. So long story short, in 2011, that's kind of when I first got involved with Sitka. And uh, way back then, Sitka was, took a stance in the industry to like change the face of hunting. Um, they saw that the industry was was pretty basic and pretty much the only imagery and stories that were being shared were just like trophy photos or like like high fence operations and it wasn't really you know people weren't sharing or, or brands weren't sharing like the whole experience of what 99 percent of hunters go through and uh so again sick kind of took this stance to be like hey we, we want to change the face of hunting and so that's where it started and uh yeah i think it was a couple years later even the next year um they started the diverge photo contest and uh, it's pretty wild to see how far, one, that contest has come, and then two, just like how much the industry has changed in like the stories and the imagery and, and, and the films that are being shared. Um, so that's been pretty cool. It's a cool thing to see. I think, I think the first year diverged, I think maybe there were like 300 entries, and now there's like, what was there like, I think there's like 60,000. Like 50 60,000 last yeah, year. Which is just nuts. That's a lot of photos to go through. <laughs> That's a ton of photos to go through. And a lot of epic photos to go through too. And and people are really, you know, capturing the full experience of hunting. And uh, an, an analogy, like a personal reference that I always use in regards to um, like the experience of hunting is like, if, if all you do is, fo if all you do is photograph like the trophy photo or the grip and grin, um, you know, that, that's just a fraction of the whole hunt. And in 2011, I hunted, I, I drew a sweet elk tag in Montana and I hunted for 45 days until I finally killed an elk. So, so like the kill was one forty fifth of the whole experience. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, there's just, there's just so much more that goes into the hunt than, than just kind of the, the trophy photo or the kill shot. So yeah. Killing an animal is like 1% of 1% of hunting. Yeah. And it's the goal. I mean, that's why we go hunting, but, yeah. and so we should document that, but yeah, there's a lot more that goes into hunting that can be impactful on other people, um, maybe who don't hunt, who've never hunted, or just don't hunt that much. So, um, do you feel like there's still room 
to improve i feel like you know photography it's always like or like in the world of like creative it's someone's always done it before how much room do you think there is to shoot new and unique perspectives yeah and and like what do you think goes into doing that is it just happenstance and like it just occurs or do you think planning and trying to foresee stuff helps yeah i mean i think as a as a photographer like for a while there it was it was all about just capturing kind of the natural things that are happening and like it's still very much that way but a lot of these shots you've seen done over and over and over and it's like okay how how do you shoot it differently Mm -hmm. and like and that's a that's a problem that I think all of us are going up against for sure as, as photographers. And it's, it's certainly a challenge that, that I face, but, you know, kind of visualizing ahead of time or kind of planning some like just really unique kind of different shots or like kind of banking on like some really unique lighting. I mean, that, that's kind of maybe that's one way to set, set yourself apart or yeah. like playing with long exposures, playing with slowing the shutter down on certain shots, just kind of utilizing these, these different camera techniques, um, you know, in emotional times during a hunt i think that's kind of one key uh, to being able to set yourself apart yeah i think finding kind of like very unique situations or emotions are always great images but then outside of that like really going outside the spectrum of the norm as far as like equipment and settings Mm -hmm. you know like i bet if you went out and shot a whole hunt on like a 600 millimeter lens you get some like photos that you don't usually see totally you know point yeah (laughs) uh or you know i'm sure that there's some uh like you were saying long exposure or techniques with flashes or things that you wouldn't typically associate with hunting photography that you'd maybe pull from a different industry that you could incorporate for some unique shots and it probably wouldn't make sense to shoot like that all the time but you know if you're trying to like get something that really pops you know, and, and for Diverge, all it takes is one image to be a finalist and to win the whole thing or a category. So this is a, a time where you can kind of roll the dice a little bit and say, I just want to get one really, really gangster image this fall. Totally. Yeah. Um, Change it up. Yeah. Weird angles, like go climb a tree and shoot straight down on somebody. Like, yeah, yeah get, get crazy with it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder how they would see like, in camera double exposures that's interesting yeah you know? i've shot a handful and they're super fun like I, I like me personally so there there's a type of photography called well, basically composite photography so you, you're taking multiple images and you're laying them on top of each other like that's really cool and you can create some like pretty epic wild stuff that like you normally would like you wouldn't see that with your own eyes like a lot of people i mean you know, some of these photos you see, like, it's like an aerial shot down on some water of a guy with a kayak and there's this like giant great white shark right behind him. Yeah. That's probably a composite. That probably didn't actually happen. Like, yeah. I'm sure that has happened, but I'm sure that image was like sure. produced. And so I, I'm a huge fan of keeping it authentic and keeping it real. Um, but the really cool thing with, like you say, like double exposures within the camera and using like your flash in that regard, like that's kind of an advanced kind of. Yeah. area that nobody's really tapped into at all but yeah i think there's some crazy stuff you, you could, could do, do it there. during the day couldn't you if you stopped way way down and like used an nd yeah if you stopped flash. way down used an nd even two two nds like you could totally yeah yeah 
I don't know. Next level. That's next level. You're that's just giving out nuggets of <laughs> straight gold. Yeah, people should dive in deep on that one. Just start googling it and see see where uh, the internet takes you because you can find a lot of really unique double exposure examples just on the internet. If you yeah, know. and that stuff's cool. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that can tell more of a story because you get a chance to kind of put two photos into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, tonight. Um, we were working on explaining one of the themes of this year's Diverge competition, and I've been helping Sitka uh, create some launch materials. And so this year, the Diverge 8 contest is going to have uh, four main categories, as far as I know today. And it's big game, whitetail, waterfowl, and then people's choice. And then there's going to be five themes um, within those categories and I'm not sure how the rules will work quite yet but one of the themes is harvest and so uh, the team at Sitka decided that Drake would be a good person uh, one of the judges to speak on harvest and how to show that in a little bit different light than the traditional grip and grin photo and so explain to everyone what you like to see in a harvest photo i mean grip and grins are cool and shoot that and send it to your buddies and whatever but what else can they look for you know when they've put an animal on the ground totally so yeah if anybody sees my page like you rarely see the the traditional grip and grin i personally i'm not a fan of them they're not like very technical to shoot and then also like we talked earlier like the grip, if all you see is a grip and grin, that's just such a fraction of what it, what went into it. And like, and as, as a non-hunter, sorry, I'm not a non-hunter, but if, if a, if a non-hunter looked at that image and all they saw was a guy smiling with a dead animal with a tongue hanging out, like they'd Mm. probably be pretty repulsed by hunting. Yeah. So to me, I feel like we owe it to the rest of the world to, to show hunting in a little bit different light and show, show some of the emotion that goes involved in getting to that point where we actually harvest an animal. And, uh, so yeah, a couple of things I like to kind of focus in on our emotion like i i always try to um, focus on emotion in all the the, uh, the photographs that i shoot um, emotion is really prevalent in people's faces especially so like right after somebody harvests you know an animal you know try to capture images of their face and like just their facial reactions um, and then once they go up and they touch the animal for the first time just like why facial reactions well i think emotion is most prevalent through someone's face boom so yeah that's that's a key one for sure if you can't see their face you like like yep. if, if you look at a photo and you see a guy smiling like you feel happiness if his head's down you can't see what his face is doing like you probably don't feel anything and so like it's an extra layer of depth yeah and you're always trying to connect with um with with an image or connect with the, the photographer and like emotion is, is probably the best way to do that and i'll just jump in and say like when drake says focus on their face it's not like a close-up of their face make the face a feature of the image that people can see and understand the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like, yo, shoot, grab your 200 millimeter and just shoot a close up of his face. (laughs) (laughs) No, just make sure you can see their face and understand and see that emotion. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, uh, one thing I like to do, I mean, if, if there's multiple people on the hunt, uh, this, this kind of happens naturally, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie involved as well. Mm-hmm. And so like the camaraderie that happens, like two buddies, maybe they hug each other, like after somebody gets an animal, like that's just cool stuff. And again, there's emotion involved there and people can connect with that. Um, some other things I love to see, um, 
I'm a sucker for a good old fashioned pack out photo. Yeah. Um, same deal. It's like if you're hiking up a steep mountain with hundred pounds of meat on your back, like that sucks. It, it, it's the best kind of suck. Like yeah. I, you're, you're looking forward to that, but like it can be a grind. And when you're shooting photos of that, it's same deal. Like trying to, trying to capture images where you can see people's faces, um, because that just, um, just reeks emotion basically. So, yeah, there's like two thoughts there. And like the first is like shooting as the hunters coming towards you to see their emotion. And like those photos are best shot when there's, actual emotion that's visible Mm -hmm. like they're really struggling or they're really happy you know there's probably two of the main emotions when you're packing an animal out you're either like really pissed off and like physically like you're it's demanding situation or you're stoked like you're just leaving the kill site or like you're getting back to the truck you know or you and a buddy are like sitting down taking a rest joking something like that but those, unless you kill an elk, are a little tough to, like, show the rack if we're talking about, like, an epic pack-out photo. Yeah. Most epic pack photos are, like, a side profile or, like, shot from behind where you can, like, see, like, that outline of the rack. Like, it's like, oh, you just went and just shot, like, a trophy, a yeah. booner, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that's how I would see trophy photos. What else do you have to input there? Um, I mean, don't you feel like that covers like the very general, like broad brushstrokes of like pack out photos? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see some of the detail, like the grit, like bloody backpack straps, with like maybe part of an antler, like that yeah. stuff's cool. That tells the entire story right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing it's like, again, you're usually packing super heavy loads. You're usually sweating bullets. Like, um, yeah, like sweat dripping down someone's face or like running off their hat, like beating up on the end of their hat and falling off. Like that stuff's mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, on a pack out up in Haida Gwaii off coast of BC. We were packing out uh, black-tailed deer and like there was no, like the antlers are so tiny on those things. It's not like they stand out yeah. against any skyline whatsoever. Um, but that's okay. We, we were kind of there to make epic meals out of the game animals that we harvested. But, but anyway, so the, the pack out was like, it was like nine hours of bushwhacking down through some really cliffy yeah. stuff. And it was, it was pretty sketchy. And, uh, a couple of the guys like slipped and fell. One of them fell like 10 feet. And like one guy had a huge gash right above his eye and was like bleeding. And it's like, yeah. oh man, I mean, those are like photo gold moments. You know, you're, you're not like hoping that your buddy's going to fall off a cliff no. by any means, but like if he does, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Minute. <laughs> yeah, take a photo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot I of think that an happened. important <laughs> moment is like the moment you get to the truck yep. or to the cabin or your camper or whatever it is you're getting back to, like that moment where you take the pack off, that's always like a moment of elation. Yeah. Like shoot that. But, and you as the photographer. Have your pack like, on if you're packing yeah. meat another minute yeah. and just shoot it. Totally. Run ahead. Be ready. Yeah. You know, like that's always the best moment. Yeah. Totally. And like as a photographer, like, yeah, you have to like, you know, moments like that, it's like, yeah, you just keep wearing the pack or like you say, you run ahead and dump it off or like on Haida Gwaii we were doing, we were making these epic meals and it's like, once the meal is ready, like the other guys started eating mm-hmm. and they're like, Drake, like come eat. And I'm like, I can't, I need to shoot photos of you yeah. guys like diving in and really enjoying this and like, and then I'll eat. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's important that you capture those kind of key times. And For sure. 
Which yeah. leads you into the third thing that oh, you yeah. like to see. Leads me to the third thing, which is uh, bringing hunting it, full circle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never got to say 10 months, uh, 10 days, 10 months, 10 years, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So bringing it full circle. So what yeah, does, bring what it, does that mean? Yeah. So bringing hunting full circle, it's, it's bringing, you know, it's, it's making these epic meals out of these game animals that we do harvest. And, uh, you know, bringing a group of friends together and harvest, you know, eating these sweet meals you make on the barbecue like whatever like i you know i love seeing that and uh and again people that are non-hunters i think they're going to look at that and they're going to be like oh that's super awesome they're not just you know bloodthirsty killers like i think that's a lot of the impressions that a lot of people have of hunters which is far from the truth so yeah um so yeah i think it's it's important to capture that and like it's a it's an aspect that you don't see that much of and that's uh kind of leads me into another another point not necessarily harvest photo related but it's uh like capturing images of what hunters are doing 365 days a year and whether you're setting trail cameras whether you're like cleaning your boots like you know just the travel that goes involved like all the packing i mean there's so many different aspects to hunting that you really don't see photographed mainly i would say 90 percent of hunting photography is the hunt itself there's none there's nothing there's very little of the before the hunt and after the hunt so I think those are some some key things to focus in on, and ways that you could pr- potentially set yourself apart. So bringing it full circle, like what are some good ways for people to shoot photos? Because like no one wants to see another like steak on a grill, yeah, type of deal. But so what are some ways like make that captivating, or like someone's gonna pause on it if they're scrolling through their feed, or yeah, you know, like everyone's seeing like oh, growing X elk steaks on my grill, yeah, you know, like <laughs> cool. <laughs> Okay, so I'm like, if you're a chef, like you know, you, you see a lot of these these epic meals that these chefs make, and they lay it out on like a nice nice tray or something. So like, you know, making your food look very photogenic, mm-hmm. and like taking like great shots of it on like a tray. I mean, like that to me, that's that makes me hungry. I look at that, I'm like, I feel an emotion. I'm like, I really want to eat that. That looks incredible. Um, so like that would be one, and then two, just like the camaraderie of multiple people eating a meal together. Mm-hmm. So like a, a group shot of a bunch of people, like, um, just all diving in. Yeah. I think some really good moments are like the very first meal after you kill something. Yeah. Like a lot of times you cook the tenderloins either as soon as you get back to the truck or that night or when you get home and there's still like, you're either dirty in your camo or there's, you know, meat in the cooler or a rack somewhere, gear, yeah. like something that's contextual to like, Hey, I went hunting and it's not just like, Oh, he's cooking up some beef steaks, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, your hands might be covered in like dirt and mud and stuff. And yet yeah. you're like, you're like taking a bite of like steak, but yet your hands yeah. are super like dirty. Like that's a cool shot. And people have so many different little recipes. I think like you could do a slideshow or not a slideshow, like a carousel where like, you know, there's multiple images of like, maybe like the seasoning that you use like a creative imagery you know image of that or like just the process like how did you marinate it like take a photo of that like what can you take a photo like either measuring the temp on it or like your grill if it's like a trigger or something set to a temp or like you drinking a beer laughing while you're grilling it and then like eating it like telling a story of like making a meal yeah you know could be a cool way to show that too totally so yeah um this fall diverge eight it's like september 2nd or 3rd whenever they launch it through january 1 
Yeah, so right you have through the like end of December. Four months. Yeah. To shoot stuff, so there's no excuse not to get involved. And if you're one of those people that's been on the fence about taking and sign up for the hunting photographer, uh, obviously we encourage you to sign up sooner rather than later. But uh, all the winners of this year's Diverge categories will get uh, free admission into the course and mentorship. So that's pretty cool. A little bonus to go encourage you to just share your hunt. Uh, I sat down and interviewed Hart the other day, Jonathan Hart, who's the founder of Sitka. And I mean, one of the last things he said is like, you know, go take an amazing image. Like it might like change someone else's life. And that's true. Like, uh, I just shot some stuff today with a guy that's going to start hunting this fall. And like, you never know when like one image will push someone over the edge to like go try hunting and tell their buddy and like every little bit helps. So yeah. Yeah. You can change people's perspective. Like even if you don't enter the competition, like shoot cool stuff, share it with your family. Like remember those experiences because hunting affords you an opportunity to experience things that not a lot of people get experience, you know, uh, not a lot of people are off trail in the wilderness and watching the sunrise come up and seeing animals do very unique things that animals do, but you just don't see unless you're out there hunting. So shoot, shoot, shoot. What else you got, Drake? <laughs> I always like to put Drake on the spot before He's we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, uh, when you're, when you're posting images, just, this is what I do. And like, you know, everybody can, can do what they want, of course. But, uh, one, one thing I do is I, I always try to like, when I, when I'm about to post an image, I, I ask myself, I'm like, one, like, will a hunter connect with this? And if, if yes, like, like continue forward. And then like two, like, will a non-hunter like connect with this or like maybe gain some additional understanding and, if not, like I probably won't post that image or I'll, or I'll change the caption or something. Cause like, I just, I just feel like so much bad can happen. Um, if you post an image that maybe doesn't have a framework around it or a reference around it, that like a non-hunter might look at it and like be disgusted by it. And so like kind of always having a, just a little bit of an internal filter on yourself when you're posting images and like, like the traditional grip and grin with a tongue hanging out and blood all over, like that just, to me, that doesn't do any good to hunting. Like as a hunter, of course we understand that. Like, like hunters look at that and we're like, sweet, that's a huge deer. That's a huge elk, whatever. But I think a non-hunter looks at that. And like, I think when they look at that, that, that probably does a lot of damage or potential has, it has potential yeah. to, to do a lot of damage. So kind of always having a filter on yourself a little bit when you're, when you're posting stuff. Um, again, like be who you are, but like, um, I think just for the longevity of, of hunting and kind of always continuing to change the face of hunting. I think it's important that we, we do that and kind of share the whole experience that goes along with it. Yeah. If you're going to shoot a trophy grip and grin photo, just make it, make it look, I don't know what the word is here. Uh, just clean it up, you know, like make it look nice. Yeah. Like don't like know. celebrate that uh-huh. animal. Don't, don't like that. And that's another thing with, with trophy shots for me. It's like, like there's so much beauty in some of these animals that we hunt. It's like, I want to focus on that. I want my images to like celebrate that, like, like focus, like the beauty of the animal and the beauty of the places that hunting takes us or the beauty of the pursuit of that animal. Um, yeah. To me, like that's the big focus. So I making guess, it less about me and making it more yeah. about the animal. I guess what I'm saying is like, I think the best trophy photos are the ones where like a non-hunter would be like, 
how did he is that deer sleeping or <laughs> totally. like what's what's going on there like they don't even know it's dead you know because they did it justice they positioned it well like there's no blood hanging out of it you know like smile you know don't have your shirt off like flexing your guns like oh like you know riding an elk or anything but <laughs> cover your face with blood yeah. <laughs> you know and there's unique ways to shoot that and like show hey, that I just harvested an animal or killed an animal um, without just doing a very basic grip and grin. Not that you shouldn't shoot that because that's probably what you're going to text to your buddies when you're back yeah. to your truck in <laughs> service. But. but again, like as a hunter, like we totally <laughs> but get But what that. you post on Instagram yeah. and share with the world, you could just, you know, have a little more thought put into it. Yeah, totally. Just, that's it. Um, so yeah, this fall... We're going to do our own plug here. Uh, we would love to see your harvest photos and like your take on it. And so, I mean, if you want to enter Divergate, go for it. But, you know, if um, if you're going to shoot those kinds of photos, we would love to see them here at The Hunting Photographer as well. Yeah, totally. Hashtag The Hunting Photographer. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag hunting. hunting Photography. Yeah. And those tag are, us at The Hunting Photographer. Just tag, just do a hundred hashtags. The hashtag <laughs> The Hunting Photographer tag us all over your photo we're joking don't do that um, <laughs> but do tag us we do tag us it. we'd love to see them or send them to us messages whatever um we're gonna be out in the field but when we're on our phones we check into that stuff and respond to people and you know um would love to see that stuff so hopefully you guys have been enjoying the podcast uh we'll probably have quite a few more throughout the fall hopefully those will go up relatively soon after we record them but um yeah just be tuning in we'll be talking more about photography and what we're working on and people we work with and just having good talks about photography and hunting so we appreciate you guys listening and if you don't already follow us uh instagram is at the hunting photog p-h-o-t-o-g and then the website's thehuntingphotographer.com so we're out peace